Hey, Jason. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Why should you never brush your teeth with your left hand? Why? Because a toothbrush works better. Teeth horror <laughs> movies on this episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. <laughs> Open up and say, ah, it's time for another episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast, the podcast that four out of five dentists approve. I am your host, Insane Mike, and this episode is 275, and we are going to be talking about teeth horror. Yes, that's right. Movies about teeth or relative to teeth in a way, in a sense. Now, I know you're all chomping at the bits, so let's get started. If this is your first time listening to Attack of the Killer podcast, we usually don't use this much laughing gas, <laughs> but Attack of the Killer podcast is a horror movie podcast where a group of friends get together with a topic and discuss films within that topic. Now, we're all just friends hanging out, talking horror movies, so there might be spoilers, just to let you know. <clears throat> if you like our show... I hope you will also help support the show by going to jointheattackers.com. There you can donate to the show and help keep Attack of the Killer podcast growing and going. When you do donate, you become an attacker. Now, as an attacker, you become part of the Attack of the Killer podcast family. And you also get all kinds of rewards and perks, such as bonus episodes, videos, Invites to exclusive stuff like our Attack of the Killer chat. Oh, man. What a good time. I can't keep up with it. Uh, you also can get <laughs> membership card, sticker, and certificate. You can get original art by me called Mikey's Monsters, where I draw you as a monster of my choice. There's so many great things, great content that you can get so much so, I'm not going to go through them all. You just got to go and check it out for yourself. So go to jointheattackers.com and become an attacker today. <laughs> what, what people don't understand is that was you warning them to not expect you in that chat. <laughs> <laughs> you literally can't keep up with it. <laughs> so I can't. Like, one day I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to the last time I read. Oh, my God. <laughs> 4,000 messages later. And then <laughs> once in a while I'll see something pop up. I'm like, oh, I want to respond to that, but I don't have time. And when I do have the moment, that's like that was like 100 posts ago. So <laughs> it, it's irrelevant. So, yeah, I'm trying, guys, but, yeah, don't get to see me on there too much. <laughs> all right. So now it is time to introduce you all to the podcast crew. His dentist made fun of him, saying that even though he's much older than him, he has healthier teeth. His reply is that he must have a better dentist. Tad, everybody! Hey, guys, I'm first. I don't think I've ever been first. Thanks for listening. In college, he had a girlfriend who used too much teeth when she would go down on him. It hurt a lot, but he didn't know how to tell her. didn't want to hurt her feelings. He didn't know how to soften the blow. Andy, everybody! Wow. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for listening. 
His dentist is also a part-time lumberjack. During his last visit to the dentist, he got the dentist got his jobs confused and chopped out all of his teeth. The dentist apologized and said it was all accidental. Jason! Oh my lord, these are kind of bad this time, buddy. I'm sorry. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Appreciate you being here. Well, like Thanksgiving was not that long ago. I'm still full of turkey, so oh. my joke's got to be turkey. Got Turkeys. Shutter is the best <laughs> thing in horror streaming, from classic films to Shutter originals. So much great content, and it updates constantly. You get new stuff all the time. I will. I at least check Shutter at least once a day, once every other day, just to see what else is on there. And there's usually always something new. So you need Shudder in your life. Now you can get a month of Shudder for free thanks to us here at Attack of the Killer Podcast. Just enter our promo code AOTKP. Check out Shudder for a month for free on us. Again, that promo code is AOTKP. Wow. Ever wonder what we do in our free time? We watch stuff. Here's Tad with what we watched. Well, now with October behind us, I feel like we're all on a race to watch the new movies for the year-end episode. So, Andy, what have you watched? Well, I haven't got to watch any new movies, actually. Um, But basically, what I have been watching is a lot of shows. Uh, Since they have discontinued Dark Side of the Ring, I've been watching Tales of the Territories, which is a roundtable discussion of... The regional uh, wrestling companies that were around before Vince McMahon uh, bought them all out and took all the talents. And some of these are pretty sad, and some of them are actually pretty damn funny, particularly the ones about Florida, Portland, and the AWA, which would be uh, the AWA would be the territory that was around us. Uh, the Iowa, Nebraska, North and South Dakota, uh, Michigan, and uh, the Minnesotas. Um, Hilarious, hilarious stories. I mean, they had a uh, they had a plane that would take some of the wrestlers around called Suicide One, and I'll just leave it to that. Um, been watching a little bit of Sandman, uh, trying to get that fi- finished off with the wife. I watched a documentary called uh, How the Devil Got His Horns, which uh, kind of takes uh, takes you through the depiction of the devil from the time. In uh, the first biblical version, which he did not have horns and cloven hooves and, you know, all this other, you know, pitchforks and bullshit. Um, Basically, this guy goes to all these chapels uh, overseas, uh, particularly ones in Italy, and, and examines the mosaics. Basically how the church took... Uh, Images from pagan gods such as like Bez and and Pan, and and, he, and they took their look and they took the the worst looks of these uh, of these other pagan gods, and they morphed them into the devil, you know, and commissioned these things to make what the devil what they appear to look evil and sinister, when he does not even look 
anything remotely like that, or even, well, he may not even exist to some people, for that matter. However, you know, it's basically the church making him to be like this. Visually, they needed a very, very scary looking thing to incite fear, which in turn, you know, incites belief. It's like, it's, it's basically good star- storytelling. Your hero is only as good as your villain, you know, in that aspect. Um, also been watching, and maybe Mike might know what I'm talking about when I mention this, because it's a very old um, television show, and it was actually in Canada. It's called Forever Night. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever watched it, but I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, it's Knight basically... with a K, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's about this guy named Nick Knight, and he's a detective, but he's also like uh, this old vampire. Uh, it's it was a Canadian television show. It was it was it, it was hour long programming, so it was on primetime TV. Um, is it very good? Not really. Why do I keep watching it? No idea. I maybe episodes. Maybe you know. I'm expecting like I'm gonna see advertisements for Molson Ice or Super Nintendo or some shit. But um, the one saving grace of this show, however, is Nick Knight's partner is John Coppolos. And he's the guy that uh, worked in... He worked with, he worked a lot with John Hughes back in the 80s. He was uh, Dino in uh, Weird Science. You know, she's into Malacas. Um, and uh, he was... Uh, the guy marrying Mary Molly Ringwald's sister in Sixteen Candles, and uh, the the janitor, janitor in, in uh, Breakfast Club. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's actually pretty entertaining in this. But uh, and his last name is uh, his his name is Detective Don Skanky. <laughs> That's his. That I'm seriously. I'm not making that. <laughs> they call him Skanky. So I I never. Sorry to completely no, derailed ahead. right no. now derail right now but uh i never realized I, it just dawned on me that that was the same guy in all those john hughes movies and really you yeah i don't know why i never put it together um it's been forever since i've watched watched some john hughes but uh i did watch a documentary about um the breakfast club not too long ago and did you know um it's interesting to think that maybe they never would have worked together if it wasn't for the fact that originally rick moranis was uh, hired to play the janitor oh, and, wow. for, for The Breakfast Club. And Rick Moranis wanted to do it as a Russian character, and everybody was kind of like, eh. So they, they fired Rick Moranis, and that's <laughs> when they brought in brought in the other guy. So, I don't know, it may have been Rick Moranis in all those roles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know that the... Uh, but, uh, get the Criterion Collection of... Uh, breakfast club because it has like deleted scenes with this guy and um you know what he says i'm the eyes and the ears of this institution yeah he kind of elaborates more of this after that and he basically starts he just reads these kids the riot act like when he's there he's just like and he predicts um like all their lives you know what 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 they're what's coming in the years he's like judd nelson's you're gonna od uh molly ringwald you're gonna you know be divorced with like three kids and you're gonna you'll have a couple of tummy tucks and a facelift you know i mean he just he just rips these fucking kids apart and it's hilarious i was like damn i almost wish that was in the movie but There's there's more background to that character and 
in it as well because apparently um, one part of the movie you can see like a, like one of those framed like class class photo pictures of like you know this was the valedictorian this was this class president for that particular year whatever and and he was a, the janitor was a student there you can see you can oh, see yeah, his like senior picture in one of those in one of those frames or something like that but yeah anyway i need to get my <laughs> ass to work on like actually present day stuff and need to get some more movies watched but anyway i'm 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 actually sort of it's it's a guilty pleasure right now forever night i don't know why but um, yes the award show is coming andy i know <laughs> that's what i watched <laughs> All right, Jason, what about you? Well, here's the thing, guys. It's not been a whole lot, but I got a few things. Um, so I got me and this girlfriend now, so I'm going to tell you watching some things that aren't. Not, so uh, I watched the Transformers. <laughs> Transformers, the movie. Uh, she, she ne she's never seen any Transformers stuff at all. And so, like, yeah, that was a chance and to watch it. it. So was that the test? Uh, <laughs> what's that? The, what's the girlfriend test? The girlfriend test. Justin won't leave me alone about uh, making uh, the the one movie. Oh, Greasy Strangler. Greasy Strangler, <laughs> the girlfriend test. And I'm like, that's well, not. It is, that does have to be the girlfriend test, yes. But uh, Danielle had to pass Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, and that's a good one. We're we're still married, so yeah. I should have I should have known before. I got married. My, that my ex fell asleep during Dawn of the Dead twice. Oh. I shouldn't. I should have known. But Brandy loves it, so we're all good. <laughs> yeah. So and then it was also for a, a new episode of Cracktastic Plastic. So I had to kind of watch it, and then she watched it with me, and it was really great. And then last night we watched. A, wait, wait, wait. Oh. oh, did she cry when Optimus died? She thought it was sad. Okay. She also. Did you watch your brand new VHS copy? No, I'd watched it before <laughs> I got that. Like, I have a way to play that thing, but... <clears throat> no, she hated Grimlock at first. What? I know. But then, like... But by the end, she's like, all right, he's pretty cute the way he talks. And okay. stuff. So, <laughs> she just thought he was an asshole at first. But. Big Grimlock. <laughs> exactly, right? And then uh, last night, we actually watched this other movie that was super fucking awesome, and it's brand new on Netflix. It's called Slumberland. With Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Kyle Momoa. Chandler, Chris O'Dowd. It was fucking awesome. Is it a kid's movie? What is it? Yeah, it's a, a young girl discovers a secret map to the dream world of Slumberland, and with the help of an eccentric outlaw... She traverses dreams and flees nightmares with the hope that she will be able to see her late father again. Uh, yeah, so it's like a very fairy tale ish type stuff. Um, it's really so. Yeah, she's she navigates through dreams with the help of this Jason Momoa, who I think's doing like his best Beetlejuice impression. It's pretty great. Like he's having way too much fun and being a goofball, and it's that kind of character and. And, uh, but it's also, uh, super freaking heartfelt and just don't make that face, Mike. <laughs> you can watch this with the kid and you just love it. It's so good. Yeah, he's about as dead in the heart as I am. 
No, we were both on the couch just crying our eyes out at the end. It was so good. It was it was really good, and it's and it's pretty to uh, yeah. Some of the cinematography is amazing, and it looks like visually really cool. Yeah. I saw him promoting it on some late night shows, and my I think my niece wants to watch it. So maybe when she comes over and we have to watch something child appropriate, I'll suggest that. Yeah, completely child appropriate, but. Oh, plenty of stuff for grown-ups, too. I mean, it's just great message and great story. Yeah. Great story. Doesn't Who doesn't look like looking at Jason Momoa? Exactly. I mean, I'm okay with my sexuality enough to say that you <laughs> know, he's, man. A, he's a very beautiful specimen. He's He's been uh, carved out of some kind of stone. He's, yeah. <laughs> it's, how we, it's how we grow him here in Iowa. That's right. Yep, exactly. Corn-fed boy. That's right. And that's what I watched. Wait. What? Is that all you've watched? Was there more? What Have you watched the weird Al Yankovic story yet? God damn it! No, now it's just turned into torturing you. It's gonna get brought up. I don't every episode. I so actually don't. Torturing you? I don't have rope. I say we right just now, spo- start so. spoiling it for him and about gonna. You gotta watch it though. Oh, really. I yeah, absolutely plan on it. I don't know okay. if it's still this way, but you didn't even really have to have Roku to watch it when it first came out. But you have I to have the Roku channel. Yeah. You have to have the app. Did you? Did you though? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wink. Do I? No. But no, I, I just thought you normal didn't people. Have to normal. First. No, all yeah, you did. Everyone oh. had to watch it on the Roku channel or app. Okay. Hmm. It's I. I'm planning to. I really do. Mm-hmm. I just just haven't. Mm-hmm. Aww. Okay. Mike, like we need watched? a third episode to just be two hours of the weird. <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll have him on first time and we can just discuss it so we can both get our, like oh, gush yeah. over it for two hours. That would be great. Yes. <laughs> I need I need a forum to talk about this movie. <laughs> Besides the horror movie podcast that I'm on. Okay, uh, Mike, what have you watched? Uh, J- short that's it, Jason. <laughs> this is a short one for me. I didn't watch Jack. Crap. So What movie is that? I didn't watch nothing. Hmm. Yeah, sorry. Were, were you f- finished, Jason? I I feel like I cut you off. No, I actually was no, done. I was good. He said he was done. I was good. Okay. Yeah, it's into the retail, the hell months, November, December. It's tough. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, sadly, I watched nothing. So Tad, what did you watch? Well, I feel like I am the overachiever in the group. Um, <laughs> we saw her. Come Friday, on. Friday, I went over to Galesburg, which, uh, if you're not from the area, is about 45 minutes from where I live, where Brian Godzilla resides, the, the Godzilla himself. Godzilla. Uh, they have a really cool throwback theater, a lot like the Capitol, very beautiful art deco theater called the Orpheum. And keep a long story short, they were showing a movie called The Sender from 1982. Oh, yeah. It was the last film they played at the Orpheum before they shut down for a long period of time. Um, The the story goes um, November 18th, which this was the anniversary of when they closed down. Um, That was to be the final movie shown at the Orpheum before they closed down because they were bought out by the local Cineplex. Um, And not only were they bought out, the local like Cineplex had taken basically everything from the theater that they didn't need to run their final film including some of the letters for the marquee. So when they went to put the sender up on the marquee, they were out of S's. So they had to put the Zender. Um, <laughs> and they, they showed some cool pictures before the film on the big screen and told the story. And uh, basically they thought this is going to be a huge celebration. This, the Cedars meant a lot to this town. Everyone's going to show up to this. This is like a good first run movie. 
um, two people showed up. Oh, fuck. So the mm. ushers and volunteers and everybody who worked at the theater took, you know, all the huge bags of popcorn they had popped into the theater and sat and watched it with the two people who came. And on their way out, um, the ushers, one of the ushers climbed up and took some of the letters off of the Zender and just left it as the end on the marquee. And lo and behold, the Orpheum came back stronger than ever and outlived the Cineplex, and they're um, going strong today. That's awesome. So so, um, as a celebration, they were showing it on Friday night. I had never heard of this movie I'm sure some one of us, one of you, have probably seen it. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it, and I, um, no, I can remember the box. Cover not on my radar. I had never heard of it. I knew nothing about it until they told the story. But the story was too cool not to, you know, make the short drive to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty impressed. So basically, I think someone had seen, and I'm sure someone's going to correct me. Probably Brian Clark. Hi, Brian. Um, <laughs> that. Someone who made this film had obviously seen Psycho and had seen or read Firestarter, and they were like, it's a combination of a million movies, but basically this young man with psychic abilities um, shows up at a mental institution, a little bit Nightmare on Elm Street too, um, but shows up at a mental institution and he does not know his name, does not know where he came from, you know, he's he's John Doe, and... uh, but they start learning that he has these psychic abilities and he's using it to get into the thoughts and dreams of the doctor, the lead doctor at this hospital, who's a beautiful young woman, of course, who is sort of romantically falling for this guy, of course. A completely unnecessary side plot of the story. But, <laughs> uh, but of course, there's care. It's just like almost like Dream Warriors, where there's like one one guy who's in the hospital ha- is, believes he's still in Vietnam. Um, one believes that he is um, a god. Like he he thinks that you know he is uh, yeah, basically a god. Uh, I, f- I forget what they call him, the pariah or something. But um, so there, there's like these characters, stereotypical characters in this mental hospital with him. So they sort of provide uh, a little bit of um, comedy relief. But uh, there's some really cool scenes in this movie. I won't spoil too much, but there's a, there's a scene in an operating room where they're going to give him shock treatment and um, shit goes bad, really bad for everybody. But uh, it's, it's actually a pretty decent movie for something I never heard of. Apparently... When we got there, like Godzilla pointed out, the guy had the Blu-ray case, and it's an Arrow Blu-ray, so it's you yeah. know enough to to for Arrow war- to warrant making something out of it. It was much better than I expected because I didn't have any expectations. I just wanted to have a fun night with this cool story. Um, so if you can find the sender out there, I, I recommend checking it out. It's cool, even without the background story. It's a cool little movie um, with some some cool twists to it. I didn't spoil too much of it. Um, Outside of that, I watched a new movie called Watcher. Just came out this year. It's a Shutter original, or IFC produced it with Shutter. It's on Shutter um, with one of my favorite modern actresses, Maka Monroe from It Follows. Very simple story. Her and her husband moved to a new country for his uh, new job promotion. She does not speak the language. She's sort of like stranger in a strange world. And this guy across the street in an adjacent apartment building is watching her and very rear, rear window where shit starts. She starts to wonder if he's following her or if she's just um, sort of driving herself crazy by assuming things. And it gets deeper and deeper. 
Um, I, I recommend it. I won't spoil anything about it. Uh, and it might come back up in the year end episode. Cause this is really good. Um, I watched another one that I think you guys really need to check out. If you haven't yet, it's on shutter called glorious. Has anyone else seen this yet? Nope. Nope. Mike. No, I haven't yet. No. Okay. So <clears throat> this is a really wild one directed by Rebecca McKendry from, oh, awesome. uh, Sh- formerly from shockwaves. Um, Colors of, Colors of the Dark, I believe, is the current podcast that she's on. Uh, it has J.K. Simmons as the voice of a, an, an ancient god who lives behind the glory hole of a rest stop restroom. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and th- this man who just went through a very traumatic breakup um, is finding an epiphany in the glory hole in this uh, rest stop restroom. And it's literally him in this restroom... And the voice of J.K. Simmons, and that's the whole movie. And uh, it's very well done. Oh. Uh, but it's one lo- single location, one actor, and like I said, J.K. Simmons' voice as, as this god. Um, very oh, well man. done. Very cool. Very very unique concept. It's wild. It's ambitious. Uh, it's clear that they did not have a lot of money to spend, so they did what they could with it. It's really cool. Um I don't. I won't want to spoil anything else, but it's it's a Shutter original, and uh, check it out before the year end episode because it's fantastic. And then yeah, it's going on my list. Yeah, that that one's wild. What um, was the Watcher on? It's also on uh, Shutter. Okay. Yeah, and the final thing, which is not horror, but I I talked Jason's ear off about it this weekend, <laughs> is a new uh, Netflix documentary called Pepsi. Where's my jet? Oh yeah, I've seen this the the trailer. Yeah, so in the '90s, um, Pepsi had this commercial for their Pepsi points, and oh, they yeah. advertised that there was a harbor jet for like seven million Pepsi points. And this twenty-year-old kid found a loophole that you could buy Pepsi points for ten cents each, so he could buy this jet for seven hundred thousand dollars, and it's like a you know four hundred or forty thousand dollars or forty million dollar jet. Um, and obviously Pepsi did not want to give him the jet, so he took them to court, and uh, this four-part docuseries is hilarious and um, eye-opening. If you're ever in advertising or, or marketing or any of this stuff, it's even if not, it's just a very quick watch. They're like half-hour to 40-minute episodes, and there's only four, so it's, a, it's like the length of a movie. Um, yeah, I highly recommend that. Really funny, really insightful Um and I, that's all, that's all I've watched. Sweet, thanks, Tad. All right, so it is now time for pole position. From now on, like your parents were, you are the secret force of pole position. All right, pretty excited for this week's pole position. The question. Best bite. Oh, yeah. I know. You're excited. Right, Mike? You're yeah. excited. Yeah. It's bite them. Way better. Um, just like normal, uh, we'll do two rounds, snake draft style. Uh, let's go to the random sequence generator. That's right. Mike's one. I'm two. Ted's three. Andy's four. Here we go. Noise again. Sorry. Oh, really? Okay. We got... Uh, Andy's first. Oh, and then Jason. I like that. Mm-hmm. And then Ted. Yep. And Shit. Then 
Ensign Mike. <laughs> All right, Andy, you're up first. What, in your opinion, is the best bite? Hmm. Well, if it wasn't for this bite, um, Ash would not have a chainsaw on his arm. So I'm going to go with Linda biting Ash's hand in Evil Dead Part 2. Ooh, oh, okay. that's really good. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Ash, Evil Dead 2. Trying to write fast, sorry. Okay, that's me. I'm next. That was a good one, Andy. Wasn't uh -uh, on my list. It. Dang it. Well, yeah, I started I started a nice list, and by the time I got to the end, I'm like, all right, I finally got some good ones, and I'm really excited about this one. Um, it's a pretty amazing scene where um, there's a bunch of dudes, and they're in Antarctica, and they're going to try to do CPR on this dude. Oh, man. Fuck oh. yes. The thing. <laughs> Oh, no. Isn't How that a great bite? That is, <laughs> I am just, I, I'm throwing me. in my towel uh, right now. Uh, I urge everybody to vote for that one. Yeah, man, Dang I was so excited. It. Good job. Thanks, thanks. All right, Tad, follow that. What do you got, buddy? That's hard. Uh, this is a tough one for me. Not, I mean, I no, no, no secret. I just told the guys right when we were hitting record, oh, yeah, I need to look this up. Um <laughs> But there's no looking this one up. You just have to no. go from memory, and it's always tough for me to remember. Like a bite, obviously, like every vampire movie and zombie movie has them. Yep. yep. Um, so I'm trying to remember like very super memorable ones, and one that stuck out stuck out in my brain. And I'm not taking the one I really want to take is the one I think is is near and dear to Mikey. So I'm gonna let him <laughs> uh, have have dibs at it. But this one is a classic it's when a zombie bites a shark in lucio fulci's nice. zombie. Uh, nice. what other what other zombie versus i knew you were doing the zombie shark, shark. i mean come on like it's such a weird thing why does <laughs> the scene exist in a movie so uh i'm going with that as my first one very nice, Mike. You're up next. Well, yeah, I Pick think four. Tad knows where I was gonna go, but the thing is, is how do you narrow it down to one? And I don't know if this was maybe the obvious answer or not. Probably not, because I'm thinking in my brain there was other ones that are probably more obvious. Um, for those who know me, but I'm going with the zombie that bites his girlfriend in the arm in the low-income housing tenement in Dawn of the Dead. The love bite. The yeah. one on the shoulder? Yeah. Her arm. Takes a chunk out of her the, shoulder. I thought it was... There's... Well, there... It's kind of... Can I... Can I count it as yes. both? Yeah. yeah it's, it's one it's scene. Like, yeah. Oh, I just remember... Man. I still remember the first time ever watching that movie, and when that happened, you know, well, it's just... That was on my list. Just the, yeah. Just the stretch and the rip of that. Is oh, just awesome. And I just got to see it on the big screen in 3D. Oh, lucky. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Of course, he's picking that one. Very sweet of you, Tad, to let him have it. But uh, Thank you. Of course. You're up pick five again, Mike, on the turn. Okay, so I'm pretty excited. That I didn't have a huge list, so I was really excited that no one <laughs> had any of mine. Uh, so now i got to choose. Wow. Um, I think I'm going to go for... Uh, okay, I'll go with this one. Um, in the Beyond, where the dog uh -huh. attacks and... Uh, Rips out the throat and uh, yeah. beyond. Good one. I totally had forgotten that one. Damn it. That's good. 
Tad, you're back up. Pick six. He's, he like gave me a little heart palpitation there because I have oh. one on my list from the same movie, but it's not that scene. Oh. oh. But I don't think I'm going to go with that one. That's probably a good call. Yeah, because it's the same movie, and it's hard to beat the throat bite is just gnarly. It's going to be yeah. the spider bites. Is what That's what saying, I was right? <laughs> I'm sitting here smiling because I'm like, if it's the spider bites, that's awesome. Yep, that's on my list. Oh. That's not, that's not going to... Biting that's not gonna, the tongue. Yeah, that's not going to be my pick because I still think the dog one is cooler. Um, I'm going to go with one that is more exciting from the sound of it. Um, I've always loved this scene in The Lost Boys when mm. he bites into the bald guy's head and it sounds like an apple. Oh, okay, yeah. When uh, they, they attack the people in the car and he, he bites, or they're, they're around the campfire, they're up in the trees, and he swoops down and takes a bite out of his head. We don't even see it, but the sound, it sounds like he's biting, in, and I'm pretty sure the sound foley guy must have just bit into an apple. <laughs> sound. It sounds uh-huh. like you know a, a red, delicious apple. Um, and so that one has always stuck out to me just from the sound. Like I, I can't think of another bite scene where the sound is just like that. So That's true. All right, I'm up next, and oh my gosh, I have so many good ones left. I can't even decide. This sucks. Uh, oh my gosh, do I? Get, oh man. All right, I think Mike, you'll have to help me on this. Uh, I think okay. the proper which one. Um, but I'm pretty excited to have the first uh, penis chomp on <laughs> on the list here. I'm going with Piranha 3D. Oh Is yeah, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jerry uh, O'Connell. O'Connell, yeah, yeah, because that's pretty. That's a, that's a pretty good too. scene. All right, that's a really good one. All right, Andy, you're back up. Finish it off. Well, I think I might be able to prove um, Tad wrong on this one because this one does have. I don't know if it sounds like an apple crunch, but it's definitely a crunch. But I have to say, brains when yeah. Tarman bites into Suicide's top of yep. his head. That's on my nice. list. Yeah. Yeah, I I went with um, when Scud gets his brain bit instead of suicides, but yeah, both good. Very good list, guys. Yeah. What extras did you have on there? Obviously, the the spider bites. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And uh, and demons. Demons, the fingers. The fingers, and also reanimator, the fingers. Yeah, I had that. um, I I wanted to say this, but I don't think. Our audience audience would would vote for it, but it's one of my favorites. But the kid biting off his mom's boob in burial ground. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you should have had gun. that. One. That's a great one. <laughs> oh, you overestimate our audience. Yeah, well, you should have went with that, man. Yeah, yeah well. <laughs> but yeah, he just chomps off her boob at the end of the movie. So. <laughs> I had a couple more fingers ones. There's the obvious teeth in the doctor yeah. office. And then Shape of Water's got a pretty good... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Shannon. Yep. Pretty badass. I have a couple more penis chomps. <laughs> Chillerama. Of course you do. Yeah, it's Chillerama. And Chillerama. Black Sheep. That's yep. a pretty good one, too. And then, like, I thought Jaws would have had something... You know, at least. Oh yeah. For what's his old mm-hmm. guy? Oh yeah, when Quinn gets. Oh, that's. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I read. Mm. See, I struggled with this one, <laughs> and I don't know if it was just because it was. 
technically so last minute for me wasn't anyway. There like, that I haven't wasn't there like a really repairman in Craw that gets bit by the alligator? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I was thinking yeah. um, that those scenes in From Dust Till Dawn, the vampire scenes are always brutal. Yeah. yeah. Like when he's biting the kid and he's like, and he's like shaking. He's yeah, like yeah. clamps down on the kid, and he's he's sort of like uh, I don't even know how to, he's convulsing. That's the word I'm looking for. See, and I was trying to represent like all horror antagonists that bite. So I wanted to have a little bit of zombie, a little bit of werewolf, a little bit of vampire, and I struggled with the vampire one. I couldn't really. I was blanking on like. Real Thirty days good. a night. There's a scene where like they all yeah. gang up. See, yeah, like, and I hunters. thought of that, but it'd been so long since I've seen it, I couldn't really remember it. And, and it's not really remember. iconic for its bite. It's more of just yeah. an attack scene where it's like a, it's a specific one bite. It's it, that's what the thing about a lot of vampire ones is just not. I don't know. It's not like one on one like it is uh, with you know the the fingers being bite, bitten off for some reason. It's so visceral to people. Oh, it's like yeah, our our yeah. digits are are precious to us for some reason. Yeah. yeah. And the last one I had on my list, I wasn't sure if it was going to count or not. Uh, I was going to let it be up to you guys. But uh, an alien chest burster, oh. is he biting his way out? I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I don't count that. All right, <laughs> fine. <laughs> I only had a couple other ones. Um, I mean, the, the thing wins. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you had it with the thing, so. Um, but I had uh, Jack getting attacked at the beginning of American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. And then... Um, and then I almost thought about going with this one, but um, Andy had Evil Dead 2, so I wanted to go with a different movie. So I had Chewing Through uh, a Demon's Own Wrist in the original Evil Dead. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought that was so, about, so disturbing and gross. What about poor D. Wallace getting bit by that werewolf at the end of the howling right through the, the sunroof? Oh, yeah. Lots of good ones. All right, everybody, get your butts over to Twitter at AOTKP. Let us know who get you Get your think. teeth over there. That's right, <laughs> and let us know who picked the best bites. That, that is pole position. All right, so it's time to talk about teeth movies. Movies related to teeth in some way or another. So, Andy, what's our first film? Our first film comes to us from 1996, and it is called The Dentist. Hi there. Is this your first trip to the dentist? You a little scared? No? Good. Give me five. Dr. Alan Finestone's a renowned dentist who's got it all. A beautiful wife, a thriving practice, and an impeccable reputation. I know I'm early. Couldn't wait, huh? No more braces, thank God. Build up quite a practice, doctor. Kay is always busy, so we're always busy. But behind the success is a man who's feeling the pressure. The IRS? You got real tax problems. When I tell you to do something, you do it. Oh, as short staffed as it is. Do you dress like that in front of the pool, man? Would you like to make another appointment? I had an appointment. You're not wearing anything. Now, Dr. Finestone's gone over the edge. <gasps> this is my wife! Please, please. Tonight you pay for all that you've done to me. Maybe we should close up until things are under control. Things are under control! Everything is under control! What we've got here is a seriously derailed train. Man over the edge. 
open wide. There now. Better? Dr. Finestone has everything. A beautiful wife and a successful career in dentistry. But when he discovers his wife in an affair, he realizes that behind every clean, white surface lies the stench of decay. Having gone insane, he enacts cruel dental torture, torture on his patients. Um, this is a first-time watch for me, which really kind of surprises me because... Back in the mid to early 90s, uh, basically low-budget horror that was that was still good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you could like see a lot of it on uh, HBO and Skinamax and all, all this other stuff. That was like my bread and butter, man. This was like my comfort food. I loved I loved these kind of movies, you know, because like, you know, this is probably what started my um love for Stuart Gordon and Brian Usna and, uh, you know, films like Castle Freak or, or Stepfather and, you know, all these sort of lower budget but still kind of technically good uh, horror movies, at least in my my estimation. Um, this one delivers just as, just as good. I mean, it, it took me back to when I was like 16, 15 years old. Absolutely love this. Only saw bits and pieces of it back then, and I don't know why I slept on it. And thankfully, I got to watch it now. Um, Corbin Birdson, you've got you know Stuart Gordon as a writer. You've got Brian Usna as the director. You have a very, very big deep dive movie for Mark Ruffalo in this early in his career, which is mm -hmm. which I thought was very cool. Um, you also have Ken Faree, which I'm sure pleases Mike. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I really really like this. Uh, like of course, uh, Corbin Birdson. He's got his wife is cheating on him, and he already has the IRS breathing down his neck. Um, he has uh, Earl Bowen, who uh, you may recognize him as the asshole doctor for Sarah Connor in Terminator Two. He always plays some sort of sleazy little fucking authority figure you know that you you know he could kick his ass but i mean but he's still in control um the effects in this movie are what really sells it for me uh the close-ups of the teeth just getting gnarled up by drills uh piercing the tongues i mean really really gnarly stuff i mean what what's so more amazing to me about this is that this movie called The Dentist was made in 1996. People have been fucking terrified of The Dentist ever since its conception, and it took till 1996 to do this. Um, I mean, other than, you know, maybe The Marathon Man with Dustin Hoffman yeah. uh, would be the only other case where this subject was kind of tackled. Um this movie has great blood splatter when he's slashing the pool man with a knife that's been boning his wife. What he does to his wife is just horrible. Uh, 
that and he's like keeping her alive with baby food after he cut out her tongue. Yeah. Ugh. Good God. Uh, I'm trying to think what it miss. I mean, what he does to the what he does to everybody in this is just to awful. the IRS guy. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, just yeah. Like I said, the the close ups of him going going to work. I mean, obviously, I mean, as you uh, watch the movie, you find out that he's probably even before. Everything starts to unravel in his personal life with his wife and the IRS. You 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 can see that he's been on medication for a while. Uh, you can see that he wasn't mentally stable to begin with. And this fucking prick shoots a dog. Um, yeah, so he's marking all X's on you know on the piece of shit you know checklist here. Uh, um. I don't know what else I was going to say, but um, I I really like this one. Uh, just him going completely unhinged. It's like the uh, it's like the dental version of Doctor Giggles. You know, uh, I I'm game to do the sequel. It's probably not not as good, but uh, yeah. I mean, we'll see if he's got like. Opera themed rooms in his in his second practice. What did you guys think? Well, this was a first time watch for me as well. Somehow, I distinctly remember the cover. I remember you know seeing the the VHS on the shelf as a kid because uh, ninety six I would have been ten. Um, I mean, this is honestly for me as far as horror goes the absolute like worst like time period for horror in my if for my taste um it's like not quite i don't know it still feels a bit like the 80s even though we're in 96 it's crazy to think this came out like after scream because it feels still feels sort of 80s but uh because what wait what was when scream was 98 wasn't it never mind so Scream was ninety six, was it? Yeah, I think uh, so. About the same time, but um, just I don't know, man. Like I, I, it was, it was brutal and gross, and it's very much what I expected of a Brian Usna, Stuart Gordon, you know, horror movie. I, I maybe I was from the poster art when I was younger. I just assumed it was like a slasher that would was out killing people when it just turns out it's a mentally unstable dentist is very much like the stepfather or sort of some of those type things. Um, but I, I didn't hate it as much as I figured I would when it got listed. I was like, this is going to be the one I don't like because it's 96 (laughs) and it's, it's always, it's sort of from that generation. And I don't know. I just, I I sort of put it in a category in my head that it's going to suck and it didn't suck that bad. It was at least, entertaining for that 90 minutes i you know it was on screen i mean it's, uh, it's difficult to find like really choice good horror in the 90s i i agree with tad you know but i i enjoyed this movie too i wish i could say that i <laughs> just this movie gosh dang it i don't even know how to it's somebody's favorite. I'll be nice. <laughs> I just, uh, 
Yeah, um, it was just, uh, I, it, <laughs> I don't know how that'd be nice. I just didn't like it. It. I could, I could not be nice first if you want. Hey, yeah, you do it. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like it. This was not a first time watch. I remember watching it back in the nineties and I, I have memories of liking it better than I did this time. It's probably the first time I've watched it since that that last time, and I don't know. I, I generally am a fan of Brian Usna. Um, yeah, even his stuff. You know, even the stuff he's directed. You know, Society. That's great. You know, um, this just felt kind of flat, and and uh, you know, obviously, I don't care about anybody that's in this because it, it only really follows. You know, Corbin Burnson, the bad guy of the film, and he's a piece of yeah. His wife is cheating on him, sure, but he's kind of a piece of crap out of the gate, regardless. And his wife cheating on him is is the the moment that causes him to go crazy and kill everybody. Up to that point, he was, you know, his dentistry practice was business as usual, normal stuff. I I don't know. It, it felt kind of weak in that regard um the the you know all the the mayhem and and torture and and killing and stuff was was awesome you know that's very visceral stuff but i like to think of brian usna um is a little bit more visually stimulating than this this was just really bland and i i i I had memories of it of, of feeling a little bit more visually experimental and it wasn't um other than just some like post you know post editing effects is when it kind of got a little more in the in the uh unique side of the visuals but by in my opinion by then it's too late like everything is just like you know just perfectly lit very flat very blah very drab and yeah, it just didn't do anything for me. I just didn't like his his just going crazy thing. It was just like uh, it was. Do you even generic. fully? Did you even fully get it that that? It, I mean, I didn't. Yeah, because really, the camera the mom, would do this, mom, and you knew he was delusional. And that it that. But I don't know. It just it felt really weak in the execution of like the wife cheating on him is what causes him to go crazy. I don't know. Or the, was it there the whole time? I don't know. The thing that I can give it props for though is that they knew that close-ups of teeth and things touching teeth would make audience members squirm. Yeah. And they exploited the shit out of it and you know, I can give him props for that all day. And it didn't even look that bad, even. What I could look at, because I was too scared to look at it. What do you but. mean it didn't look that bad? Like, are you telling me one of the easiest topics to make your audience squirm and they're going to exploit it for all it's worth and it still wasn't even that effective? Well, I mean, it looked like the inside of a mouth. But, yeah. like, I mean, I'm squinting and looking through my fingers. It's so gross to me. But <laughs> so, like, I'm just saying, I, I thought it looked fine and, and it was good that what they were doing. I just think it's such an easy, such an easy topic, right? We all have that kind of phobia Cringe. or that fear. 
You know, right. just uh, everybody has those nightmares of their teeth falling out, that kind of nonsense. Um, and it's very, it's a very disturbing thought mm-hmm. and it should have been a cakewalk, you know, and I just don't think it was executed as well as it could have been. It's like when I saw the movie Bats, being a guy who's scared of bats and the movie did nothing to me. It's kind of the same principle. Oh, no, I, the execution wasn't really good at all. The directing and the writing and that just, it just was so jumpy and sketchy and it didn't follow any logic whatsoever and it just went from scene to scene and you're like what is the deal um it was hard it was really hard to stick with it yeah yeah those guys loved it it's their favorite (laughs) movie and i feel like an asshole i I think my expect my my bar and expectations were so low that like (laughs) i i I mean, like I said, this is like my least favorite. I would rather watch, nine, you know, yeah, yeah the nine, 96, I'm like, ugh, like give <laughs> like five years earlier, like six years earlier or six years later, I'm I'm game. But 96, it just looks cheap. It looks like it was, mm-hmm. you know, shot for TV. It seems like something you would find yes. on Showtime in the middle of the night. It just, and the, the, like Jason mentioned, like the weird camera angles that are like, diagonal you know like stretchy and it was a pretty yeah. low budget yeah, from what i've read flat it was all post did, and did this go thing, like, to, straight to video i assume i think, I it, think did. it did if i remember i right. sure as fuck hope so <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing like you know we can all say it was low budget it was low budget but like we've all seen amazing people do amazing things visually with with low budgets you know right. so i don't know uh, Tad, do you have any trivia for de- the dentist? I do. Um, Stuart Gordon was actually set to direct um, mm. before Brian Usna took over. I'm not sure why, but uh, it was shot in only 18 days, which is yeah. 17 yeah. more than I expected. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Alan Howarth composed the entire score in one weekend. Um, oh, God, that's right. That, that that's awesome. Mimicking John Carpenter, yeah. you know, in Halloween. But he also did the final mm-hmm. mixing and Foley on this movie. No surprise. So, uh, you know, it, listening to that, that trailer, I'm like, they put, like, kids' music in the trailer to give you, like, a red herring. You know, like, this is a family movie. Then, yep. oh, the dentist has gone off his rocker. Ugh. Yeah, Jason, you remember that horror hound that we were at and we saw yeah. his his uh, show? Yeah. I remember he was playing music from the dentist in that show. Oh, fuck. Yeah. He just played all the other good stuff, so I don't remember. Well, I was dumbfounded. I'm I still like, have video from Because, like, too, it was all... Oh, do you? I think so. Oh, nice. Because it was all, like, all Carpenter-associated stuff that yep. he's playing, yep. right? And then all of a sudden, I, all of a sudden on the screen is the dentist. I'm like, what? He's so like, that always stood out to me. When we saw that show. Yeah. yeah. Nice dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. You know, he has a great yeah. resume. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Don't let the dentist, you know, yeah, take away from that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, what's our next movie? Oh, man, our next movie. It's the one that everyone thinks of when they think of this genre. Because it's a genre. It's from 2007. Teeth. All right. What can I do for you, Miss? Is this your first time? Okay. So I imagine you have no idea what to expect. Not really. Don't worry. I'm not going to bite you. Just lie down. Put your feet right in here. Okay. 
Are you sexually active? No. I just want to be checked out. Okay, then. I think there might be something weird going on inside. What? What's... What did you put in here? There is something inside of me that's lethal. Dentata. What? It's Latin for teeth. It's what's inside me. Are you afraid? This is too weird. Just wait. Dawn is an active member of her high school chastity club, just like Mike was. But <laughs> when she meets Toby... Nature takes its course, and the pair answer the call. Uh, They suddenly learn she is living. She is a living example of the vagina dentata myth. When the encounter takes a grisly turn. Directed by Mitchell Lichtenstein. Budget $2 million. Weinstein Company. Roadside attraction. So... Uh, this is my first time watching this film. It was a Weinstein. Uh huh. Uh, Two thousand. So my feelings about this movie, I'm going to go ahead and blame myself. Okay. Because I let, I did not watch this movie until yesterday, day before yesterday, this week, um, and I let 13, 13, 15 years of. It building up in my head, and there was no chance it was going to live up to it. So I I stayed away from this movie because the concept is awesome. I mean, it's not. It's the worst idea ever in the history of human ideas, but... An awesome idea for a horror movie. (laughs) For a horror movie, yes. And so for that reason, yeah, the concept just was so fucking scary. And, like, people freaked out. I just remember people freaking out when this movie came out. They're like, oh, this movie teeth. Oh, and then they explained the concept, and it's like, oh, yeah. So, But it had kind of the human centipede effect. It's just good on paper. Yes. Right? Right. And I, uh, so I was in the movie, and it's fine, okay. But then, like, halfway through, I'm like, is this... Is this a comedy? What is happening to this movie? Is it falling apart before my eyes? Like, what, Mike? What is happening? I think to this? that's part of the problem. The, the movie didn't even know what it was. It had what, no what it idea. The tone was all over the place. All over and very, Which, um, very jarring and not. Yeah, and, and you can have a movie that's tones all over the place if it's handled well. But my goodness, what a train wreck of. Because when it thinks it wants to be straight, yep. serious horror, yep. it's not scary. It's not horrific. It's 
the kind way of, it's, it's a little on the disturbing side because you know? of the subject matter. And then when it wants to be funny, it's not funny. It's poorly executed. Like, I didn't like it then when I first watched it, and I don't like it now for thousands of reasons. <laughs> We should have just done one movie of this podcast because uh-huh. I could go on a whole episode just why I don't like this movie. But I will say, I remember seeing it for the first time because I was excited about the trailer. Yeah, it's like the, uh, the the gynecologist getting getting devoured by. It just seemed hilarious to me, and whole it felt like the whole movie was based around that scene anyway. Um, it's like again, your human centipede connection. It's like, oh, I have this, I, I have this one idea, and I'm gonna put a whole movie around it, and not develop any any of the rest because this one idea is that solid. Well, guess what? It's not. It's not solid at all. Because what could have been freaking hilarious or the utterly fucking, disturbing yeah. was neither. Like it's it's trying to be goofy with uh. her flopping around with the with his hand up there and whatnot. <laughs> So and, weird, and it's and it's it was not as awkward funny. as the rest of the movie. Yeah, very. That's a great way to describe that's, this movie. Awkward, and yeah. then and then mix in a little incest weirdness. Oh like what is that? What is that storyline? How can I just want to know dude. in this universe? How can she <laughs> make it to what was she like sixteen, we'll seventeen? Say, yeah. How did she make it that far and be a virgin when everybody in this movie just wants to rape her? <sighs> Like everybody, like at one point, I was scared that the stepfather was gonna no. get in on it. Like the stepbrother, the gynecologist, he takes his glove off, which is like you know that's that's the trope in, in a yeah. in a in so a gross. movie where the nasty doctor is you know taking his you know yep getting some yep. thrills in his job you know everybody the the nerdy guy that you're rooting for the ducky of the movie right and he, turns, and he to- turns out to be a dirtbag too. Not a lot of people to root for. There's, and that's just the thing. There's no redeemable characters in this and movie. This, the mom storyline. What's that? How bad of an actor is that dad? Pretty bad. <laughs> like it's just what? It's just a train wreck of all these things. Do we even get any explanation or reasoning to why uh, mother was found on the floor almost dead? They didn't really sick? flesh. Well, What's she that? was sick, but they didn't really flesh the character out very well, in my opinion. I mean, they yeah. Sorry, uh, we shouldn't have went first. What do you guys think? Do you guys love this movie? You should have went first. What do you guys think? I uh, This is not a first-time watch. I saw this when it first came out, and I used to own the DVD, and I will admit, like, when I first saw it, um, I loved it for its shock factor. Sure. Um, so I would frequently let people borrow the DVD <laughs> to the point where someone did not return it, and uh-huh. uh, it's been a... Uh, sort of controversial thing in my friend group because I know who borrowed it um, and they claim someone else borrowed it and they they claim they let after I let this person borrow it they let someone else borrow it and they didn't return it I said well you borrowed it from me so you owe me that movie and yep. it's like well no I gave it to this person they were to return it to no, you but no. anyways outside of that um, re-watching it for the first time in I don't know 10 years or more um, the tone is just really, really weird. Uh, Nikki watched it with me and she had never seen it somehow. I thought for sure she had seen it. I like, you know, that it sort of has the like female empowerment thing where she learns to turn this horrifying thing into a weapon against everybody. But it's like, sure. it's sort of like what you said earlier, where it's like, 
she wait like I think it was Mike that just said it like she made it this far and now everybody's trying to jump her bones when yeah. this when she discovers this thing it, it it's like conveniently you know she discovered this about herself and how to control it when she needs to when and now everybody is lining up for their piece and it's like you said the incest thing is really uncomfortable um the movie in general a lot of it's very uncomfortable um but it, it's not nearly as fun as i remember it because it's like it's a very serious subject and the incest yeah. thing and the family thing but it, it's just the it, it's the tone is just very confusing very very confusing what it wants to do yeah yeah i'm i agree i mean just the, i think these the dad is such a freaking pushover i mean then he you know who in their right mind why you know, your 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 wife is struggling with this you know this illness i mean she's almost pretty much on hospice and then you've got this punk ass kid of yours blaring death metal and banging his girlfriend you know two doors down the hall who's 10 you know, years out of date like the sideburns and the music and the tattoos like <laughs> what what when is this supposed to take place he, sorry but it's just yeah, he's from a different different time. Like he's a time traveler. Where's he from? Yeah, it's it's just. I mean, the family. Di- I know a lot of families are are different, but I mean, like, who actually allows that shit? Mm. Um, but and just, I don't think. And speaking of the family dynamic, I mean, just like I think you 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 can't have like mother Teresa and then like Aleister Crowley, you know, two doors down, you know, it was just like, I just don't think that would ever, ever work in any way, shape, shape or form, you know, because she's just like this symbol of purity. And then he's, you know, you've just got the slimiest shit bag turd two, two doors down. I don't care if it is her brother or her half brother or whatever. Um, I mean, it does. It does have g- good stuff in it. I mean, you do like to see, you know, rapists get their, you know, get their dicks ripped off. Um, <laughs> but I—I uh, I, I guess I understand what they were trying to do, but I just think, like you guys said, it's like their execution could have been better. Um, I—I I even think, like, I agree. You know, you see. You see a rape in a movie, and you want to see that rapist get the worst of the worst. And I don't even feel like that that was executed well. I really didn't feel like everybody, I don't know, it just felt anticlimactic as far as the revenge part of all these scenarios that she's in. But hey, we did get to see a lot of penis chomping dicks falling on the floor, bloody stumps. Oh, I think made, the, uh, my favorite ate by dogs. Yeah, I was gonna uh. say that was my favorite. That was my favorite scene in the whole movie when the dog ate the penis, yeah. and then spit the the tip back out. Yeah, yeah. That I that I actually laughed out loud at. It's. <laughs> I mean, I can say I've seen it. I mean, I don't. I've seen worse movies. Yep. Uh, but yeah, um, it, it was my first time watch. By the way, I mean. 
Danielle had it in her library for quite a while, and I was just like, eh. I, I wasn't, you know, uh, ever opposed to ever watching it. It just never got around to it, but now, gotta, I've seen it now, and meh. Hey, guys. Yeah. Do you think that living next to the nuclear power plant is what caused her to grow <laughs> teeth? I wonder. I was like, because of that brother, just the way he looks as a human, I'm just like, don't you wish Lloyd just had this? Like, just if they went that way, it'd just have been better. Oh, like if, if it was this a trauma. Was a trauma? With, yeah, with the nuclear. Yeah, I kind of, yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like it would you be. Know, just the, like they would lean way into yeah. the other side, which I think it needed. Like, it needed to go one way or yep. the other. Yep. Um, yeah, and if I saw one more goddamn shot of those of those uh, <laughs> nuclear smokestacks or whatever, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, Tentata. yeah, not yeah, Tentata. yeah. I I gotta say this, but the the line of my the line of the movie that I think is just hilarious is when that guy's fingers are on the floor and he's screaming, vagina, tata, vagina, tata. <laughs> <laughs> just over and over again. Like, I thought. I thought he's, that was hilarious. He's almost like excited that it's that it's he real. discovers that it's real, <laughs> yeah. but can't believe it. And then when he's in surgery later, and they won't, he won't tell why what happened. He's just, he's just he starts grabbing for the for the gas mask. And the doctor's yeah. just, just surgeon's like, "There's something weird going on." Just, yeah. It kind of reminded me when that guy came out of. Uh, Captain Spaulding's murder ride when he's going, Dr. Satan! Chris Hardwick, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might start doing that now, just yeah. randomly. <laughs> you should do that after I introduce you every episode. <laughs> <laughs> that should be your hello. Tad, what trivia do you got for this one? All right, this is some fun stuff. Well, first, um, one of them was sort of just taken by you, um, but the very heavy use of nuclear uh, nuclear plants being in the background <laughs> of most shots seems to imply that the deformity um, was caused by nuclear radiation. But uh, this one so is really this one's very interesting. <laughs> the piercing on the prop used for Brad's detached penis was custom made for the film out of sugar by a local bakery so that it would be safe if the dog swallowed it. Oh, that's nice. Oh, the, the piercing itself? The, very the jewelry? jewelry. Yeah. Oh, so it was made, made out of uh, sugar by a local bakery so in case the dog decided that it was good, he was going to eat it, uh, it wouldn't hurt the dog. So, Cool. Good. Yeah. Animal safe penis rings. Yeah. Really more you know. They sell those in pet stores now. Was that it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. So, all right, Ted, what's our um, next movie? Our next movie is from this year, 2022, and it is Smile. What is it you like to talk about? My patient. Hi. I know you're nervous. I just want to have a chat. I'm seeing something no one else can see except for me. It's smiling at me. No! Oh, my God! No! Yesterday, a patient in your care died brutally in front of you. 
I need to find an explanation for what happened. It's smiling at me. It's smiling at me. cases involving 19 victims with a direct line linking them all together. You said only 19. Why is it that everybody else who's seen it is dead and you're alive? I've seen it too. You? Get her away from me! How long between each victim's death? None of them survived longer than a week. Today is my fourth day. I am not gonna keep running. I have to face it. How does it make you feel? I'm just really scared that something bad is going to happen. Man, that trailer gives a lot away just listening to it. But um, after witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she just can't explain. As an overwhelming terror begins taking over her life, Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. So uh, this is a new Paramount Pictures film that just came out a few months ago. Uh, maybe not even then. It feels like it might have come out in October, maybe. Uh, or yeah. so end, of, end of September, September 30th, oh, okay. 2022. Um, and just hit streaming on Paramount Plus as we're recording this. It's right around Thanksgiving. So um, this is directed by Parker Finn, written by Parker Finn. Uh, first yeah, first time filmmaker, uh, very considerably low budget, and it's made 104.6 million so far it's a juggernaut for paramount so much that they have created their own horror subdivision which i'm sure you know anytime well i'm happy but also like you know i see them seeing the money Mm -hmm. you know the 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 dollar signs in their eyes and saying like oh we Mm -hmm. need to create you know a, a smile franchise we need you know just like the conjuring or something i'm like no we don't but um I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of mixed on this movie. Um, I'm trying not to fall victim to the thing I talk about almost every week where <laughs> everyone sees something and they hype oh, it up. Yep, and yep. then I go in with high expectations or the viewer who's had it hyped up and then they're let down. So I tried to curb my expectations and Got to. I still didn't love this one and I wanted to. Mm. Um, it felt like it borrowed from like 20 different movies and I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. And some of the like the scare that we just heard in that trailer, where that she taps on the window and her she's got like the bendy neck. Holy fuck! Mm. I did. I did, it was so bad to me. It was so well, cheesy. I pissed my fucking pants. Um, Jesus I don't know. Christ, that scared I, the fuck out of me. That. I thought Jeez. the score the score was really weird on this, but I like the slow descent into madness of the the character. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot of 
tropes and stere- like stereotypical stuff. Like she, you know, she, she's the smartest person in the room and the mentally stable one, and and she's mm-hmm. supposed to be the one with the best life and everything mm-hmm. together. And now everyone thinks she's going crazy. And how did the cop miss that everything had this connection? Oh, every single victim for twenty straight victims witnessed someone kill themselves and just now noticed it what the fuck all right <laughs> yeah it was i mean my favorite scene was when the kid opens the the christmas or the birthday gift and it's a dead cat oh. that was so fucking funny i saw it from a mile away funny. but yeah, yeah so, i kind of knew it was the least I, favorite I, thing in the but when it's done like this, it's like the, the kid pulls a dead... I mean, he pulls yeah. it out and holds it up. He didn't throw the box down. He holds it up for the entire family to see. Look what I got, you know? like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the kid was great, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, and I mean, it's... I, I keep... I was like, I hope it doesn't just, like, feel like a bad version of, like, It Follows or The Ring. And it felt like all of those things combined. Um but I, I, the production was really well done for, you know, it's very slick and uh, for not being made for a whole lot and making a ton. I'm happy for original horror to get some love. And I thought the performances were really good. Like, yeah, I think yeah. it's the writing I didn't love. Um, but overall, I mean, it's well made. I can't argue that it's slick. It's it's a perfect mainstream horror. Uh, it did its job. Did it? This is a, a second time watch for me because I saw this in the theater after I watched uh, Halloween Ends, and um, I still like it. Still, still, really, really, you know, just like the performances. I'm seeing, love seeing Cal Penn in this. Uh, yeah. Um. Just, I, I, I think the the. Th- the thing that really sells this for me that I really like you, uh, they did a great job of hiding, uh, suspending your disbelief as to what reality is and what isn't like when she calls the, uh, uh, the security, uh, people or whatever, and she says, are you house alone? She's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. He's like, are you sure? And like the, the operator says, turn around. You know, oh, yeah. it's like, Mother there's no fuck. way you could, there's no way that, you know, it's just like that. She it took creates like five this, minutes to turn around. It was so scary. Yeah. And it takes it, you know, it, it creates that uh, s- suspense. And when that's, uh, when she thinks she's talking to her psychiatrist and her psychiatrist oh. smiles at her, God damn it ah <laughs> and he, she's just doing this slow pursue over the couch you know it's yeah. just like you know you're gonna die you know and she's got that fucking drool coming out of her mouth like she's some kind of wild animal or something like holy shit um yeah i just i really think and some of some of the some of the kills in this are are really good i mean when that when the first girl takes that jagged piece of that face and she's just smiling the whole time she's just dragging that bastard across her throat uh god like the guy with like the um i mean it was it was on camera but i mean he goes full you know Friday the Thirteenth New Beginning with them fucking garden shears into his chest, and you could just see the blood spray all over that uh, SUV or whatever. Uh, I understand what what Tad is 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 saying, and to it to it to a degree, I you know 
I, I agree with him now now that he mentions it, you know, because I thought it was I thought Tad would really like this because it was so it was very it had a very similar tone to It Follows. And I know he's I know he, I know he's a really big fan of that. But, um, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, I dig this movie. I mean, I, I really liked it. I mean fucking cal pin ripping his face off i mean jesus oh, yeah that was brutal <laughs> oh, uh, uh just uh, there, there's you know there's a lot of good stuff in this um but yeah i i i don't i i agree with tad just i think let one thing be good and just keep producing good content with different themes. I don't think we need a smile franchise. I don't think we need it. Just let it be and just <laughs> it made money. We're gonna get it. Yeah. I That's know, but damn yeah, it. It's, I it's mean, Paramount. It's just... How many Friday thirteenth movies did we oh. get? But yes, I agree. Well, so they well they only... took sorry, go ahead, Andy. Well I'm just saying you can you can only you know catch lightning in a bottle like Friday the 13th you know so many times I mean it, even when you dilute that concept I mean it just it kind of plays itself out you know but I just think this I just think this one just needs to be left alone it's just my opinion I, from what I read and was very little, and so someone, not Brian Clark, because he probably doesn't care about this movie, uh, someone, <laughs> one probably the movie defenders, they might correct correct me, but um, I believe the guy that just sort of got booted from running the DC universe um, in favor of James Gunn, who's taking mm -hmm. it over, uh, I think they hired him as like the head of the new Paramount horror branch that they've created because of this film's success. I don't know. Take that for what it's worth. To me, that's not exciting. <laughs> uh, I, seeing how he handled the DC universe, I'm like, oh, God, we're going to get um, Justice League of bad horror. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> um but uh, I just it, it it hurts me that it's like can't we just fucking enjoy a, a, a you know underdog story of a an unexpected horror movie that came out and and did great numbers now in the capitalist world we live in we're like well now we just have to create a whole separate branch and we're just going to invest all of our money into this so it's a money making machine and we're going to pump these movies out and it's like printing money and it's like. Just accept that you had lightning in a bottle and you made one movie that people loved. And, and, and I'm not saying, you know, that's just business. That's how it <laughs> is. But, but it's just, why? God damn it. Like, don't don't ruin a good thing. It's like it's like when someone realizes they're in on the joke, you know, it's like, and they and they jump on it. It's, it just ruins it. Like, just what's cool about it is that it wasn't expected. And now you're going to be expecting it and you're going to be pumping money in these things and it's not going to be the same. But... It almost gets to the prove, point where prove me wrong. It almost gets to the point where I think like these when they when they do that, it's like multiplicity with Michael Keaton. Once you keep cloning him and cloning him, it gets more and more fucking stupid. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I'm just they they see the dollar signs, which is fine. But <laughs> goddamn, man, like I'm already complaining about something that doesn't exist, and and, <laughs> they're, they're, and, they're, and they're and they're throwing money into horror, and I shouldn't bitch about it. But it's like yeah, just the idea that things. they created an entire branch because one movie, you know, let's hire this guy and he's going to make this whole thing and 
if it was like we're gonna go out and look for young aspiring horror filmmakers that would be exciting you know but it doesn't feel like that it just feels like when they saw how marvel was handling you know marvel's doing great it's like when everyone tried to create um a universe you know they're gonna have the dark the monsters dark universe and you know tom cruise killed that and when it's just not everything has to be a fucking shared universe just let it let it be a thing yeah track record says you know you're you're probably dead on there ted We'll see. I hope I hope they prove me wrong, and I love all the shit that would, they come yeah, out with. But absolutely. but I mean, look at what they did with Paranormal Activity. They drove that shit in the ground after one low budget successful movie. Uh, I don't know. I'll stop complaining and let you guys talk. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Well, don't say I'm it's glad, over three here. I'm glad to know that uh, uh, to hear Tad's uh, review of this because felt like maybe something i'm in a dark place or something right now this week because it's, yeah it's it's over three i didn't like this one either what? um nope nope it's i thought it started wow. strong there was some cool there were some cool moments i i love i love some, some really neat imagery like a, my my favorite shot is like after that that first girl cuts starts to cut her face off from like the the jaw to up underneath the chin and then it cuts later to her dead under, under the, the sheet. sheet and the blood is now Creates made a, a smiley smile. face yeah. or a smile i thought that was freaking brilliant um but yeah you, you, you need more than just some cool imagery i guess so when i watched the ring i mean smile um <laughs> i just I, it just i don't know i don't know um i just didn't uh it didn't feel like it gave me anything new thank you it uh just felt like it was a rehash of the same <laughs> things i've seen over and over again that were all done better um, cuz at least with the ring or drag me to hell or it follows um the rules are better established. That was one of the things that bothered me. Like, okay, why, why is this, whatever this is, this demon, this, whatever this entity is attacking her now at this point, but not at this point. Why, you know, and, and is it four days or is it a week? I was confused on that. Um, I just think it's, uh, it's the trauma of, Anybody's trauma manifesting itself, and, and, and just until it until the trauma breaks you, I don't think that there's. I think it was just kind of like a some somewhat of a guideline, you know. It's just everybody's different. Everybody breaks from trauma in a different way. Maybe, at least that was my interpretation of it. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, and I can and I can see that. Um, those moments you guys talked about, you know, are were pretty cool. The uh, you know it you know pretty creepy stuff with the, the with the doctor but then it wasn't the doctor she starts smiling and then coming towards her that stuff was cool it just um i was just some of those moments just felt inconsistent and didn't understand like i'm mean, like how powerful is this thing is this entity 
Like it can disguise itself as a person or it can completely alter her entire reality. Like in the end, you know, we think she gets away and then she's right back there at that house. You know, and I was unimpressed with the reveal of the of the entity there at the end. It's either let's not see it at all or at least come up with something way cooler than what we did get. Um so yeah, I I don't know. It just did just did not did not enjoy this one, sorry. Dang. Kevin's bacon Kevin Kevin's bake Kevin Bacon's daughter was pretty cool, though. She was good. That was the lead actress? Yeah, that was Kevin Bacon's daughter. Yeah, she was awesome. Mm-hmm. Sadly, looks too much like her dad. I didn't even notice. Gosh. Well, well they, uh, they did the saying where they made her, like, high ponytail, made up at the very beginning so that they could slowly, like, take her makeup on and make her have bags under her eyes and slow descent into... I did notice, like, quite a physical change in her appearance throughout the film, which felt did feel subtle, and I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, uh, I loved the shit out of this movie. I was really scared to watch it, because I, uh, I thought it... Hate smiling? N- yeah. You know me. <laughs> Thanks for Rather. backing me up. I, I, I finally have some... Oh, well... Bit. Like, uh, so I think that It Follows is, like, one of the scariest fucking movies ever made. Hell yeah. Me too. And, like, uh-huh. just the trailer, just anything that's anything like it scared the fuck out of me. So if this movie was going to even have anything like to do with It Follows, I was like, fuck no. And I wasn't going to watch this movie until you put it on a fucking list. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, I don't, I have to be scared now? This is too scary. And, uh, Jesus Christ, I, I, 100%, 100%, the greatest part of this movie for me is the cinematography. It was incredible. Every scene had just some of the best camera work ever. Uh, the coloring, the, the shots were just awesome. I mean, from beginning to end, yes, the score was amazing, but weird, but that, I I liked it because it was weird. It was a good score. It was it, there was moments that was really reminiscent to um, American Horror Story music, which I I love because it's very unconventional yep. and extremely creepy. And uh, I and I, 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 I kind of put this in a ghosty thing, you know, or you know, demon. I don't know. I don't. That's not my favorite kind of genre at all. I don't really care about these kind of things. Kind of why I'm surprised you. Like I know, that. right? But like. Uh, from the get go, I'm just like this girl's great. Uh, she's and just everything that this thing that happens to her is just the most awful thing ever. Which honestly is another reason why I'm surprised you like it. She does not get a break. She in this can't. Movie. No, she can't. But like, I felt for her, you know, and like just every she's trying and she's fighting, and uh, gosh dang, it just was fucking scary. And I liked that. The rules were vague. I didn't need any rules. They're just like, there's this thing and it's fucked. And like, you're fucked. I don't know. It just felt, it felt like Green Lantern to me. Like, because we don't know what this is. There are no rules per se. We can just literally do whatever we want and, and not have any reasoning for it. And that's when it just kind of, I tune out. But then, but there's no one in this movie to give you the rules. There is no, 
it's because of this Rewrite. because of what it is. Like you, mean, you, we you keep, either die from it or you die from it, and like we keep talking about it follows, and I think one of the what makes it follows so scary and so effective and such a great movie is that constant that constant feeling of yeah you know, this constant tension throughout the whole movie no matter what scene it is because we know what's coming and we know what's coming because this is what's been established we know that whatever this weirdo thing is is literally walking to her to kill her right and sure. whatever whatever and, image it takes and, and then I, I just get none of that the rule that we do know movie. with this movie is that if they fucking smile you're fucked so like that's terrifying because there's so many shots of the other people and they're not smiling but they hold on their face and when that does happen we know that that one rule of like oh they're smiling you're gone like when that happens, it's the scariest fucking thing because you know there's no getting out of it. I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I just didn't. I felt no ticking clock like the old Alfred Hitchcock rule of suspense. There's just it didn't really feel like there was any ticking uh-huh. clock with this. I don't know. Maybe I. This isn't the right time to bring it up or talk about it, but I just don't. I don't understand. I don't. I don't know about so like why. Why does giving you something new have to hold so much weight? Why is that so important to everyone and watches movies now? Like, that's all I hear well, when, to me when people don't like a thing is they didn't get something new. Well, guess what? Your favorite movie, uh, it borrows a thousand things from another. You know, like, why is, why is that so important to everybody now? Well, to me, it's important because, as Mike said earlier, this is, to me, this is pieces of things all put together of all things that have done it better. So in comparison. Well, you're like, comparing. Why are you comparing it to other things? Because like, it pulled from other things. So does every movie that's ever been made. Do you do that with every movie? I do. Yeah. If, if, I, if it reminds me and uh, does something not as well as another one, then yeah. Yeah, I guess I just don't understand. Like I love It Follows. What, what, did, what, did it remind, what else did it remind me of before it? Is that rhetorical? I don't know. What I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It, it brought something new to me, and this pulled from that and the ring. But I like both of those much better than this. So that's why I'm saying like it. But it takes the concept like and doesn't movies that bring you the same thing that you know you're going to get. Like I, I don't like slashers. Yeah. Why is it? Why is it a reason? The sister head twist thing was was kind of cool. I did like that. Jesus fuck, that scared the holy hell out of me. I even I was saw a, it in the trailer. Yeah, I, was, I know. I was bummed that they put it in I the know. trailer. But it, even it, it took it away for the movie. I forgot all about that it. Been but a it was really cool. More <coughs> it was a really cool effect. And there was some like giant. If do I remember correctly, some giant weird creature towards the end. Yeah. 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 Like, Which I think is isn't it like the mom and then just like morphs into this giant yeah. creature thing. Oversized Which, thing. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I just, yeah, I just think it's really, it's like, it's each person's trauma from their past manifesting themselves, and if they, if you can't move past your trauma, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna Come kill you. you. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, or just destroy you some way, you know. But anyway, I really like the movie. It scared the fucking shit out of me, and I, I don't really like the ending, um, but I know. 
I've been trying to tell myself since I watched it that that just had to be the ending. It had to be. So it's the, like I knew there wasn't the, there wasn't a better ending. The ending ending? The unhappy ending? Yes. Okay. Um, of course I hated the ending for that, you know, but yeah. yeah. Uh, God, I had something else I wanted to say on a positive. Um Oh yeah, I don't. Care. I'm, I don't mean to. I don't. This. I don't want to die on the hill of smile or anything. I just. Yeah. Too late. I'm never talking to you again. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> what the freak was it? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> the whole time, and, and and we are, and I'm. I'm. I don't know. It might be getting a little spoilery if we haven't already. Um, the whole time I'm thinking, just just stay away from everybody. Just in four days. Just just. Go away. Just be secluded. And she did it. And so she did I was that, like, yeah. Oh great. That so Shit. I was I was like, Oh, that's cool. And then it, it didn't end up working out, which I <laughs> again I appreciated it. I um but again it's it was like Because uh, in a lot of movies the main character doesn't do the obvious thing that we all think they need to do and they, she actually did it in this one. And then and it still didn't work, a, which was which was cool. I just I didn't care for the fact and how uh, how they executed it, how it didn't work. Because again, it's just like it's like the the evil presence's powers are just kind of all over the place for me. But yeah, I, I I I did have that moment of like, whoa, she was still there, you know. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so there we go. Uh, what trivia do you have for Smile, Ted? The film was originally titled "Something's Wrong with Rose" before being renamed "Smile," which I think is a very smart choice to change it just to "Smile." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna concur that. Word time movies titles. Paramount originally planned for the film, um, which had a low budget of 17 million, to be a streaming only release on Paramount Plus, um, but the film was screened for test audiences and scored much higher than anticipated, pr- prompting. Paramount to give the film a theatrical release in the U.S. It has grossed over $22 million in its opening weekend, which Paramount's distribution chief Chris Aronson said exceeded our wildest expectations. So it is a success story. And then um, to promote the film ahead of release, producers with Paramount began placing paid actors in different public settings um, oh, yeah. Sporting yeah, the movie signature, that. unsettling yeah. grin. Several actors began randomly appearing behind home plates at yep. different Major League Baseball games and even during a broadcast of ABC's Good Morning America, which <laughs> quickly began circulating on social media. So genius marketing. Yeah. Uh, free that. viral. I mean, not really free yet to buy baseball tickets, but um, <laughs> re- really smart, genius advertising, promoting. Um, you know, really well done on on their part for a movie that was originally just going to be thrown on Paramount Plus, and and now it has a, a whole branch of uh, films going. One one reviewer from uh, movie moviefreak dot com says it is called Smile Trauma Porn. I thought that was interesting. Huh. <laughs> and someone else called it Jump Scare the Movie. Oh, there's way worse ones than that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't feel like that. It had a lot of yeah. uh, for no. for a movie I didn't love. It had a lot of tension to it. Yeah, yeah. It was more about you know when is that smile gonna come across her face? You know, someone's face. You know, and then it's mm-hmm. slowly like I still can't get over the damn psychiatrist when she did that. I'm just like she doesn't oh. look like a lady who can walk over a couch like that. It was like <laughs> yeah. oh fuck. Yeah. Shit, she didn't even she didn't even flinch. She didn't no. look where the fuck she was walking, man. She was just like, bam. 
She made a beeline for her. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for the trivia, Tad. And that is a wrap on the films for this episode. Yeah. Teeth, right? (laughs) Okay. So we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, well, normally it'd be segments, but we're going to be cutting it a little short tonight. Um, But first, you're going to hear a promo. For our podcast network, the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to like around 30 different podcasts. Great, 30, great. 30,000 podcasts. Yes. So great. You should check them all out at thepfpn.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. And so this is the segments portion, but it is a little short. Unfortunately, we don't have Insane's Picks or Recasting tonight. But we cannot, we cannot do an episode without hearing from you guys. So here's Jason with Shoutouts. It's time for Shoutouts! All right, we asked, what are your favorite horror movies with a teeth theme? And on our Facebook page, we got attacker Casey Kelderman says, Teeth, duh. Uh, the <laughs> Dentist is also a really fun Brian Usna film that sort of makes me terrified to go to the dentist. That's true. Fuck Dennis. Uh, then over on our Facebook group, group edition, find us, yeah, everybody needs to get in there, by the way. We got attacker Bill Fisher, he says, Literally the movie Teeth. It was the first movie I watched with my ex, and if that's not the biggest red flag ever, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, then we got Tim Lennerer. He says, both versions of Little Shop of Horrors have a sadistic dentist and a masochistic patient. Hell yeah. But only the 1980s take on the mental, uh, take on the material turns it into a, oh man. But only the 80s take on it. Take on the fuck off. The material <laughs> turns it into a show stopping musical number with evil Steve Martin singing about hurting everyone unlucky enough to wind up in his chair. That's such a good one. Mm-hmm. We got Nick Leadham with Killer Condom. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's some more penis Is that a chomping. companion piece to teeth? You would think. All right. And oh, then, oh, they should do like Freddy versus Jason, but it's <laughs> <laughs> teeth. Vagina Kmantata. Yeah, vagina Kmantata. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Mitchell Houston. He says, the only tooth-themed horror movie I can think of is The Tooth Fairy. I watched it five yeah. times and enjoyed the twist they took on The Tooth Fairy Wives' Tale. Um, then over on, nothing on Twitter, but over on Instagram, guess what, guys? 
It's Mike Reeb, the Reebster. Hey. At oldschoolvideo.ink says, it may be a stretch, but the dentist scenes in Little Shop of Horrors and Christopher Lee yeah. was all about those fangs in his Dracula movies. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good one. Oh, what, Mike. What? Is that, is that red light beeping on that machine over there? Oh, it is. is you sure it's not it? broken? It could be. Do you... See what? All right, push the button. Hey everybody, you're Brian Attacker Brian here for my bi-weekly phone call, and it sounds like the guys are talking about tooth horror on this episode. And I know most people are going to go to teeth, which is fine. It's a fun movie, but I actually just got done watching a short that's called Milk Teeth. That's about an orphanage with a bunch of little kids ripping their teeth out to get money from this crazy tooth fairy. And then it looks like there's another movie that's possibly coming out, or is that right now? I just watched a trailer for called Tooth Fairy, Drill to Kill. Looks right up my alley. Probably shot on an iPhone or something like that. <laughs> Put out on Dollar Tree Blu-ray later next year, so I'll be sure to pick that up. And I know a lot of you guys don't like teeth, so this should be a really fun episode. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. That's coming up soon. Enjoy your food. Take care. Bye-bye. I was right. The machine was broken. Yep. <laughs> oh, just, I'm just kidding. It just means the restraining order hasn't gone through yet. So that's... <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Thanks, Godzilla. Thanks, Godzilla. And any of you people out there can leave your voicemail and we'll play it on the show. You give us a call at 415-952-6857. That's 415-95-AOTKP. Leave us that voicemail. Get your voice on the show, and that is shout-outs. All right, and that is the end of our episode. I hope oh. you learned a thing or two about teeth. Yes, brush, floss, do all that stuff. Yes. Stay out of the chair. Yes, if your dentist looks like Corbin Burnson, <laughs> run. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. A special thanks and shout-out to the attackers, attackers for supporting the show. Appreciate it so much. We love you guys. And until next time, we'll talk to you on the next episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. See you later. Bye-bye. Oh, no. Could this be the end of? <laughs> Attack of the Killer Podcast.